We need to look inside ourselves and work with our insecurities, with our limiting beliefs. We need to forgive probably others, maybe ourselves. We need to overcome ourselves mainly, and we need to work towards all those things, or at least start working on all those things so we could initiate the process of finding happiness. Welcome to the Rustic Affair podcast, a show that helps to inspire and empower listeners to become the best version of themselves by bringing you engaging guest speakers who share their powerful stories of transformation and change. My name is Krista Nicholson. I'm a teacher, conference host, and women's empowerment entrepreneur. Thank you for spending some time with me today and listening to this episode. My special guest speaker today is Rachel Joe, a successful blogger from Eastern Europe who has two successful blogs about relationships, happiness, and finding joy. She is currently working on her third blog. She shares her blogs with over 200,000 followers each month, and her first blog was chosen as the best relationship blog of 2019 by Infinity Blog Awards. Join us as we discuss ways of finding happiness and what it means to be truly happy. Thank you for joining me today, uh, Rachel. I'm glad that you could be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. So you have a successful blog and website named Inside of Happiness. Tell me a little bit more about that. How did that come to be? Well, Inside of Happiness was actually first an idea for a book. Um, when I first met my fiance, uh, he quickly realized that I had a passion for writing. He had a passion for online business and we kind of combined this. And the first months of our relationship were actually most of the conversations were all about the blogging and how we're going to do this and how we're going to do that. And somewhere there in the conversations, he came up with this name inside of happiness. And I was like, yes, this is going to be a brilliant idea for a book that I want to always write. And that's one of my dreams to uh, one day to have a book published. And I kind of wrote it down on a piece of paper and I had it with me and it just stuck in my brain. And over the years, I um, realized that I want to create a blog, which was about happiness, lifestyle, how to pursue happiness, how to find it, create it. And at that point, I realized that the book is going to be with another name. And this name goes for a blog. But towards happiness, we quickly focus on that as well. We don't spend time searching for ways to find our happiness, but we kind of get the shortcut to it. A very good example is right now uh, TikTok. There is a TikTok trend, which is called that girl. I don't know if you've seen videos. No, I haven't. I haven't. But tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. So basically, these are lifestyle videos with um, mainly it's girls. I still haven't seen a guy doing this type of videos. But uh, so there is a a TikTok trend uh, with hashtag that girl. And basically, these are lifestyle videos, short videos with um, uh, different women which are showing their morning and evening routines. Uh, They show uh, their breakfast, uh, how they wake up early, how they plan their days, and all the little good habits, how they put them all together and they show this to the world. And it's like being that girl is going to make you happy. That's the whole trend. And the more videos I see, um, the, obviously, the more people are doing it, the more 
others are recreating it. And this is like, uh, a, like a huge thing rolling, keep rolling, keep rolling. But these videos, it doesn't matter how many of them you look, they're all the same. It's like, it's impossible, all of us to have these habits. It's impossible, all of us to be happy by performing these habits. We're too different. Each one of us is different. We need different things. Mm -hmm. And what I've noticed about these videos is that people are also getting the fancy mugs. They always have the same breakfast. They always have the nice planners, the nice writing in their journals. I don't know if you keep a journal, but <laughs> there is no such thing as a <laughs> mistake-free journal. A nice and neat free journal, for sure. Yes, unless it's yes. for show, right? Unless, unless it's for show. Exactly, exactly. So there is nothing wrong with this. It's promoting healthy lifestyle, going after your dream and so on. However, when it comes to happiness, following a specific behavior template cannot guarantee the outcome. They don't do it their way. They follow someone else's steps. It's just, it's just an image pushed ahead. And it might work for some people. It might work to some extent. For others, it's going to work all the way through. I also do many of these things throughout my days or on most days. But this is not a template we should all follow in order to achieve that happiness. It's, um, it's rather influenced by outside. So mm -hmm. we do that. It's, it's, why do we do that? It's because we are not used to exploring ourselves. We are used to copying, seeing how others are doing it and then following and mimicking them mm -hmm. instead of making our own steps towards happiness. And another thing is that we become citizens of an instant world. I call it instant world. This is um, a world where we get everything we wish at the snap of our fingers, be it a coffee at the machine, machine is brewing our coffee, and uh, we have ready meals in our fridges, and there is, we have instant access to information on the tip of our fingers, whatever we wish for, we're always told that we could have it immediately, right now, in less than a minute, in less than five minutes. It's so easy to get what we want. So we kind of shift that perception towards all other areas in our, in our lives. For example, relationships. Right now, we are able to get a relationship, to get a date at the end of the day. Uh, let's say I'm single, I'm home, I'm bored, it's Friday evening, I want a date, I'm going to go on one of the apps, and in half an hour, most likely, I'm going to get myself a date with a stranger, but I'll have a date, I'll have whatever I wish right now. So we are used to get everything we want, we want for the shortest amount of time and with little mm -hmm. to no effort. Mm -hmm. However, with happiness and realizing how to be happy, things will not be so fast. Creating a life that enhancing inner peace is just doesn't happen by pressing a button. We need to look inside ourselves and work with our insecurities, with our limiting beliefs, we need to forgive probably others, maybe ourselves. We need to overcome ourselves mainly. And we need to work towards all those things or at least start working on all those things so we could initiate the process of finding happiness. So why do you think we pursue external things then to make us happy? And instead of looking at ourselves, like why do we go and 
look for all of these things outside of ourselves instead of actually looking at ourselves? Because looking at ourselves would usually mean two things. First of all, we need to be very, very honest with what we see when we see when we look at ourselves. And second of all, we need to be responsible with what we've done with ourselves so far. Because many people, uh, for example, grow in a rough, in a tough environment, surrounded by toxic family members or just a normal family, but it creates um, a little bit of like low self-esteem or low confidence or some parents, they don't know how to teach their children self-love. I, I grew up in such a family. Uh, I was taught that love was something, love and affection was something I had to earn through mm -hmm. specific behavior. Mm -hmm. I was encouraged to follow a pattern that would fit somebody else's vision of how I should live my life. I come from a country uh, which is ex-communistic uh, country where many people, especially older generation, like my parents' generation, that is still with very closed mentality. It is very hard to convince them that the world is evolving, it's changing, and we need to change with the world. My family was very unsupportive when I started uh, uh, my blogging journey, for example, because in my country, this still isn't a real job. This isn't something that pays the bills. Obviously, it is right now, but back then when I started everything for a very long time, I couldn't, I couldn't make any money. I couldn't provide for myself. I was living with my fiance and basically we were both on his salary. So this was very, very tough moment for my family. They couldn't imagine that I am going to be dependent on someone else. They were literally shaming me for being that person, for not getting the real job, for not mm -hmm. being, for not fitting into the world that they see. And for a very long time, I was blaming them for raising me in this way to care so much about how they feel, how they think, to take my decisions according to their vision of life. It, it took me a very long time to fight with myself, with my inner self, to overcome these limiting beliefs. But at some point, I realized that, in fact, it is nobody's fault. They did their best with raising me. They had their own vision, which I had no control over. But also, they had not no control over my decisions. Mm -hmm. It was all my responsibility. And the moment you realize that everything, wherever you are, whatever happens with you right now is your responsibility, you also become very strong mm -hmm. because you realize that, yes, you made some bad choices in the past and things didn't go too well. But if it was your responsibility back then, it is your responsibility right now as well. So whatever choice you make today is going to predict your future, it is going to change the way you live your life, it's going to change mm -hmm. you. And it's going to help you grow and evolve into the person that you'd like to be. You mentioned that happy things just don't exist. Can you expand on that for me? Yes, it's uh, common to believe that uh, buying or owning something, an item, 
or um, house, a car, a phone, whatever it is, would actually make us happy. Uh, there is something very interesting and it's a common sense, but when I realized that it literally like hit me, um, when we arrive on this world, when we were born, uh, the first thing we did was we took our first breath. And when we leave this world, the last thing we are going to do is to leave this breath. So we come, we receive our bodies, we take our first breath and we live our life. And then we leave everything behind us, including the body, including our breath. And it's just souls. And everything that happens between that first breath and the last breath is what we call life. And we usually spend it trying to create that positive emotion that we call happiness. And buying things, phones, cars, houses, whatever it is, we do it with one goal, to create a positive emotion, to have that good outcome, that happy face. Yes, that positive um, feeling. Yes, yes, that's correct. And, and we get that, we get that. For a brief moment, we feel very nice. We are happy we have uh, everything that we wished for, isn't it? And yeah, but there is a problem. We, we create that happy emotion, but it doesn't stay with that. So we keep buying more, we keep buying something different. We get the bigger house, we get the newer phone and so on. Not because we bought those things, we're happy because we found a way to create happy emotion in ourselves. The physical item was just a tool. It wasn't the reason for the mm -hmm. happiness. It was just mm -hmm. a tool to create that emotion. And therefore, by buying stuff, we just that we just get that portion of emotion. It's like it's like a fix that uh, boosts the uh, dopamine in our bodies, and we need to constantly get it. Instead, we must find internal ways of maintaining those positive emotions, of creating them in a different way that isn't connected to the physical world all the time. And finding what makes us um, unhappy, for example, and work with it, or releasing whatever, bring, whatever drains our energy, or learning our lessons, because we usually get a lot of lessons all the time. We're taught some lessons, uh, and they keep repeating until, until we learn them, or uh, doing something for ourselves or something for someone else. These are all non-physical ways to create happiness, to create positive emotions, to feel good about ourselves, to feel that inner peace through something that isn't connected to the physical world. Because if something is connected to the physical world, it usually has an expiry date, including us, even we have an expiry date. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yes. Well, and I think pursuing those external things that only, like you had mentioned, it only lasts so long, those feel, positive feelings, right? And really looking at that internal piece, and that's where the work is. Yes, it's, it's tough work, but it's our work, and we are the only ones who could do it. Many people are spending their lives avoiding doing that work, mm -hmm. but sooner mm -hmm. or later, we go through it. We always, we always go through that inner change, uh, either we realize it or not, it happens to all of us at some point of our lives, some sooner, others later, but we get to the 
realization that whatever is around us isn't as important as whatever is inside of us. That's beautiful. What barriers are there in preventing us from being happy? What things should we quit doing to find happiness? For a start, we should um, drop the mindset that happiness has conditions and has rules. Uh, For example, the one with the TikTok, uh, following that template is like following the rules that doing these five steps, we're going to achieve happiness. Uh, We should drop all that. Uh, This is the wrong mindset. And we also should drop the expectations uh, that we will succeed fast and with no effort. Because um, I know that it sounds like um, almost nothing what other personal development gurus are talking about, uh, because they say that all we need to do is decide to be happy. And that's kind of right, but there is a lot more behind it because to take that decision that you are happy and you're going to be happy from that moment on, there is a lot of work behind it. Um, Just approaching happiness with expectations of how it should look and feel Mm -hmm. is already a step back because I think that in reality, happiness for each one of us is something, is not just different. It's like a new world that we create once we step into it, once we step into the self-exploration, once we drop the self-blame, because a lot of people are not experiencing happiness because they can't stop blaming themselves for uh, whatever happened in the past. Let's let's go back to the taking responsibility for your life. Mm-hmm. The moment you take responsibility for your life, that's the moment when self-blame is going to hit you very hard. And you're trying to remember everything that you said, everything that you did, it wasn't okay. And you're, you, you go into a self-blame circle and it's very hard to go out of it, uh, but it's possible. And this is just a moment. And if we, if we keep hitting on the same spot, we are eventually going to get over it. Uh, there is obviously um, self-forgiveness, And uh, there are many other practices that can help us to actually achieve achieve this thing. It's also self-blame. It's part of the process. And um, also happiness, it's kind of like very weird because too often we know that happiness is something we, we want, but we always look at it like a destination, like something we need to get to. When happiness is just a journey. I know it sounds like a cliche, everyone says that, but it's true. Happiness is a way of life. It's um, Happiness is not walking around with the big smiles on our faces all the time. Happy people have problems. That's normal. We all have problems. And it's not that you, you don't have problems anymore. It's that you look in a different way at these problems. They're, they become opportunities. Um, I don't claim I'm the happiest person ever, but I am satisfied with where I am. And I try to teach myself to look at the problems as opportunities to grow, as opportunities to evolve, as opportunities to do something different. 
And there is something that I've, uh, I've learned from my fiance, for example, I used to be a person who would give up very easily on everything. I would try to do something, I'll try to create something mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll have some stop, some barrier. And I'll say, okay, you know what? I, I, I quit, I can't do this anymore. He says, no, you have to keep trying. And I say, but there is no way to solve that problem. I cannot continue after it until, until I solve this part. There is no way. He says, there is always a way. And it's so many countless times he's been right. There is always a way. There is always a way. Awesome. No, I like that. So what are some of the things we should quit doing then to find happiness? So we should, I'm going to repeat myself a little bit. So we should, we should quit self-blame. We should quit looking at the negativity all the time. We should quit at um, comparing ourselves to others, because this is something that I think our society is very um, ill with this. We constantly compare ourselves to the other person. Uh, For example, I tend to compare myself to other couples around us. They have, they're married, they have kids, they have second kids, third kids, three kids, and so on. And it's very easy for me to get caught into the comparison, like how far did they go? And I'm still standing in my mid thirties here. Obviously I found a man by my side, but we're still not married because of (laughs) yes and uh, we still don't have children I'm I'm late no I'm not late it's just we all have our paths we all have our own journeys to walk through so by stopping comparing ourselves with others we finally have time to focus on our lives because in realistically happiness is so personal that nobody else can tell you how to do it or uh, how it should look like you should figure it out by yourself awesome well and i think it's too easy for us to get into that comparison game especially with social media right when you're constantly seeing all of these wonderful things that people are doing because nobody's showing the bad stuff nobody's showing the challenges and the struggles they're only showing the highlights exactly and there is another thing also people especially on social media they're judging a lot. It's, it's insane how many, how much um, people are different from real life. And then you go on social media. In real life, everything is fine. You're talking with normal people. Everything is okay. And then you open social media and it starts with the shaming. It starts with the judging. It starts with you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do the other thing. Uh, it's, it's kind of, we are constantly put into specific boxes. And if we dare to go out on the social media with something, we need to make it look perfect so we could minimize the judgment. And even that, then most likely we will also get judged. So we feel like whatever we do, it doesn't matter how perfect it is. It's still not okay in someone else's eyes. And that's totally fine. This is completely completely different part of the of the whole thing we should we should fight we just have to I think that the only cure about this is to just ignore because we obviously cannot control what other people are thinking we cannot control 
what they're saying and so on, we can only ignore and not allow it to break our own wall of peace and our mm -hmm. own wall of happiness, or at least, yeah, just peace. Okay. Well, how can a person find what makes them happy then? Well, I would like to say that uh, happiness, finding happiness uh, isn't um, possible because happiness isn't hiding somewhere for us and waiting for us to find it. It is already here around us. So I often suggest to change the wording and the mindset from searching for happiness to noticing happiness. Because when we search for happiness, we approach it as something we don't have, something we wish to reach. Changing it to noticing happiness automatically suggests that we already are happy and we just have to admit it and we just have to find a way to literally notice it. And um, I even have a saying which says, note happiness so you can notice happiness. And to me, that means that we need to journal, we need to document our happy moments. And um, we talked a lot about uh, the things that we should stop doing so we can find happiness, but this is something that we should start doing. And uh, that's that one thing is gratitude. The simple act of appreciation could make a huge difference in our lives. It changes our perspective from not having and not being enough uh, to having and being exactly what we need at this point. There is a saying that um, no challenge and uh, no problem enters our life if we are not prepared for it. So wherever it is you're facing right now, you already have all the tools to solve the problem, to overcome the challenge, to go on the other side. And you're going to be a lot better on the other side because usually exactly before sunrise is darkest outside isn't it mm -hmm. so this is part of it uh, through gratitude we often uh, realize that challenges and problems are not here to distract us from the happiness or from the good in life but to underline it in what way um, Appreciation for one good thing that happened today, be it a smile of a stranger on the street or the warmth in our bed or a good word from someone we love or, some, or a good conversation with an old friend. All this, um, noticing that one good thing enhances the positive emotion and automatically attracts more of it. Uh, my biggest advice for people who struggle with finding happiness is to give chance to gratitude. Um, I've been practicing gratitude for a very long time, uh, on and off, I admit, on and off, uh, but I have a gratitude journal and I try to go on it almost every day and to note the little things that made me happy. Often I repeat myself, that doesn't make it less important. It just means that these things are these positive things are just present in my life all the time. And I keep noticing and I keep saying thank you to these things and thank you for having this in my life. So I would suggest to your lovely listeners to try it at least for a month 
to try a gratitude challenge. For one month, only 30 days, set the alarm at specific point of the day and sit down. Usually that, that would be uh, the best to be in the evenings and sit down and note everything that was nice in that day, everything you feel grateful for. Um, I've been through very rough times when I would stay in front of the blank page and I would wonder what to write. And I would even write, I'm grateful. I'm having a roof over my head. I'm grateful. I had food today. I'm grateful. I'm having, I'm able to write. I'm grateful. I sat down and I wrote something instead of not doing anything about it. Whatever we do, and it's very, it's very interesting because when I finish my gratitude uh, session, I do it for five years, this with gratitude. Every single time after I finish my gratitude session, I feel so bright and I feel so light inside of me. I truly experience gratitude. At the beginning, you might sit down and you feel like, okay, well, I'm going to list a few good things and that's it. But after the third, fourth sentence, you get caught in it and you start searching and you start digging. Okay, what else happened? Okay, what else? And you, you soon realize that you're full of good things that you didn't notice before. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a beautiful process. I absolutely recommend everyone to go at least for 30 days through it. Well, that's perffect. well, and that's definitely a challenge that uh, that's something that even I have to do because I mean, yeah, it's too easy to get caught up in the day to day and you don't notice those little things that uh, can make you happy. So that's a challenge even that I'm going to do uh, for the next 30 days. Yeah, you betcha we'll have to connect about that and I'll let you know how that goes. Definitely looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, you bet. Yes, you you're very, you, you, you also reminded me of something. So we get caught up and it's scientifically proven that 90% of our thoughts today were the same as yesterday. So imagine if these 90, because let's face it, most of us are focusing on the problems. Obviously we need to solve them on the issues. Obviously we need to think about them. And by spending our day focusing on these negative emotions, that's okay, one day is fine. But on the next day, following the rule, 90% of our thoughts are going to be identical to the previous day. So we keep doing it over and over again. But if we take this 90% and let's say 10 of them or 15 of them are focused on something positive, it won't be 90% negativity on the next day, isn't that? It's going to be a little bit, a little bit better. And this is how we, we turn the odds, if I can put it this way. And we make from something negative, we slowly change it into something positive. And um, another thing that helps a lot with uh, finding happiness or with sticking to gratitude or with sticking to any, anything else would be affirmations. I, used to struggle a lot with affirmations, but lately I've realized that um, affirmations help if they're mm -hmm. unique, if they're yours, if you make them in the perfect shape to fit whatever you're aiming for. So for example, if you would like to, I have, a, I have a short thing that I'm going to share that I always finish my gratitude sessions with, 
I go like that. It's, it's an affirmation that you put at the end uh, every time. It's like, I'm grateful for everything that happened so far. I'm grateful for everything that it was, for everything that it is, and for everything that is going to be, because it is going to um, lead me to the life I want to live. And I'm grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, well, and I know like affirmations is something that I do too, as far as, you know, the same, because I find that the more that you say those things, you, you, you begin to believe them. Right. And because they are true, but we sometimes focus on the negative so often. And it's those negative thoughts. Like it's interesting that you say that 90% of the thoughts are the same that you had the day before. And they say something to the effect that 70% of the thoughts that you think are negative. So you can turn that around by doing those affirmations and doing those, you know, gratitude journals and those kind of things, because you're right. Happiness isn't a destination. It's something that's already there. You just have to notice it. Exactly. Exactly. And there is something else also with affirmations. Um, I really advise for people who struggle with negative self-talk to replace those little self negative self-talk sessions with affirmation sessions, the moment you catch yourself that you're saying, oh, I'm not good at that, oh, nothing uh, good is gonna come out of it, uh, oh, I'm this, or I'm that, or whatever it is, I'm failure. At that moment, the moment you catch yourself that you, you don't speak nice to you, you just change it immediately with a positive affirmation. It's like, you can even laugh at it, but it's like a punishment. Okay, because I was, I was rude with myself, I am going to immediately do something positive. I'm gonna change that negative thing with a positive experience. And uh, I think that many people are struggling with affirmations because they, I, they usually choose something from the web. They, they go online and they choose a few sentences that feel like they resonate with them. And they try to repeat them for a few times. It doesn't work. So affirmations are not okay. We leave them aside and we, leave, we proceed with our lives. But the magic of affirmation happens when you make it unique to fit a specific situation you're going through. Mm-hmm. For example, one of the first affirmations that worked for me the, the best was when I was struggling with uh, uh, low self-esteem when talking to other people. I used to work uh, in a retail banking and I was talking to people all the time, every day. And at the beginning, I was really struggling with just sitting in front of someone and talking to them without panicking, without uh, shaking or without like freaking out. So I was using, I I lived like 10 minutes walk from my work, from workplace. So I was using these 10 minutes of walk to repeat the same sentence every day, every single morning for Mm. weeks and then for months in a row. And maybe in the second or third week, now it was a long time ago, I don't remember exactly when it worked. But I felt like my walk was changing. The moment I was speaking that affirmation of how confident I feel while talking to other people, I was feeling how my shoulders are straightening up and I feel like my head is lifting up and I'm walking more confident. I feel more confident. And then somebody's sitting in front of me and I don't feel like running away. So it works. It works. We just have to make make them our own. 
Mm-hmm. And I think you touch on a good, um, a good point as far as uh, developing a habit of doing those. Like you said, every single morning in that 10 minutes, you took that 10 minutes. And I think that's really important too, is people building that reflection on what makes them happy and the gratitude and the affirmations, building that into their day. Yes, yes. Again, this is something that um, it's connected to the instant world thing. Because if we repeat an affirmation or we perform a habit for a week or two and we see no results, a week or two is even a lot for many people. Most of us, we're going to drop new stuff on day three or day four. We're going to have a break from it and we're just going to like push it aside. And then we'll think like, okay, that didn't work. I'll try something else. Mm-hmm. One of the ways to stick to something is to attach it to another habit like repeating affirmations while walking somewhere or while cleaning or while while performing anything else it's like drinking water isn't it it's it's like a habit you need to keep pushing ahead you're connected to i'm going to drink water after i get up i'm going to drink water after i finish with my work and or with my lunch and creating a habit and giving it time for that thing to create its magic is very important. We are not used to be dedicated to a process when the process is the most important thing. The goal at the end is going to happen at some point, but what truly makes us better people is not the end goal, it's the process. That's what changes us. Amazing, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So we're just about finished here. So we'll uh, we'll wrap up with the, the last question. That was amazing so far. Thank you. You're a very eloquent speaker. So that's good. <laughs> um, if you could give anyone three pieces of advice to overcome any challenge and find happiness in their life, what would it be? Well, there is a very short uh, story that I like to tell. Um There was, uh, back in the days, there was a king who called all his wise men in his kingdom and made them think of an item or an object with a message that would keep the king humble in his best moments and give him hope in his lowest moments when he's challenged. And after a while, he received a ring uh, with the following sentence engraved on it. This too shall pass. So... Whatever challenge somebody is going through, whatever they're facing right now, this too shall pass. And then when we are at the highest points of our lives, this too shall pass. Life is ups and downs and nothing is going to change that. That, That's how it's supposed to be. And no matter how hard it is right now, remember this too shall pass. So this is the first advice I would give to remember that whatever it is, this too shall pass. And then the second piece of advice is that it's meant to be hard. You know, if, if it isn't hard, you won't grow and you won't find your way to bloom. And one of my all time favorite quotes, again, I'm going to use the three pieces of advice are going to be quotes so they can stick to the brain. One of my most favorite quotes, uh, it's, um, it always seems impossible until it's done. Happiness seems unreachable yet it is 
whatever it is that in the past, I'm sure many of us have this example of something that they've thought is impossible to happen, no way to be that good. And yet that thing happened, that milestone was achieved, was reached, and it always seems impossible. It always seems too hard, but th this is not a reason to stop uh, doing our best with it. And the third piece of advice is to never give up. If living a happy life means changing completely, change is hard, but keep pushing. Another quote, the last one would be by Les Brown, which is another amazing quote. It's, it isn't over until I'm done. So just because you fall right now, just because things look too bad, it doesn't mean it's over. It's not over until you are done, until you are where you want to be. So keep pushing, keep going forward. It is possible. That's amazing. Thank you. Well, thank you for joining me today. I uh, truly enjoyed our conversation. Uh, that, was, that was fantastic. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Make sure to check out Rachel's Joe's blog, Inside of Happiness on the Web, and it's also included in the show notes. The Rustic Affair Podcast, becoming the best version of you.